Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Howdy guys, welcome to episode 10 of 2420, literally halfway there. My name is Stephanie Chavira and I'm the host of this show. For episode 10, we literally have a superhero in here. Not lying to you. He, gave it, he began his career as a police cadet for the city of Waco in 1980 to later complete the Waco Police Academy as well as being commissioned a police officer December 7th of 1981. Please correct me if I'm wrong, okay, sir? Um, and in 19... He became special investigator in the patrol division in 1992 and in 1990 he was transferred to the special crime unit as a detective. Am I... Right so far? Yes, you are. Awesome. I try to do my homework. I think you are. I got to remember. It's been a long time. <laughs> in 1992, he was promoted to sergeant. Guys, I can keep on going, going, going on about his curriculum. He's got a very long one. I had to pick the fun facts about it. What really caught my attention was the fact that he graduated from the tw- uh, 214th session of the FBI National Academy and the 47th Drug Enforcement Administration Drug Unit Commander Academy, as well as graduating from MCC. Is that correct as well? That is correct. Perfect. Sir, thank you so much for allowing this time with you and for taking care of our community. Cannot thank you enough. It's such a pleasure to have you with us and for allowing us to feature, uh, to feature you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. It, it, it should be a fun one. So, just to start off, question number one and two are your name and what you do for a living. But you mind sharing that with us, please? Well, my name's Frank Ginch, and I am currently the interim chief of police for the city of Waco. And we're in the chief process uh, to find a new chief right now, chief search. And soon we will have a new chief of police in Waco. And I'll go back to being an assistant chief of police in the city of Waco. That's awesome. And um, I know there's a lot of uh, stipulations with the whole police thing these days, but uh, I have had nothing but good encounters with the city of Waco Police Department. So well, thank you. It's, it's well rent to me. Well, and I'm very proud of our department. I mean, we've got a great history with our community and the relationships we build, and we hold our folks accountable. That's, I think accountability, uh, it's one of the things that I've learned that a lot of the times when you feel like a, when somebody's telling you uh, something about yourself and you take it in as an attack, it's because you're not ready to be accountable for your actions, yes. which uh, I think as humans, that's something that we, a lot of people oh, struggle yeah, we with. we become very defensive at times. Exactly. Accountability, but it's pretty important. It takes it you from the victim uh, side of the road to be in, you know the winner 
yeah. of everything. So, all right, number three, first dream ever accomplished, Frank. I'm so excited Pretty to hear easy. this one. I mean, this is. I mean, it's almost like boring, but becoming a police officer. Awesome. Grew up, you know. I guess I grew up being a kid playing cops and robbers, and I always wanted to be the cop. So, you know, I always had a dream of being a policeman, and the opportunity presented itself, and, and I took it, and I ran with it. That's awesome. And so look at I you. Am. You're climbing many mountains. I've been here a long time, forty, going on my 40th year of policing. That's crazy. How's that possible if you're barely 21? Yeah. I started when I was 19 and a half. I was commissioned oh, as a police young. officer when I was 19 and a half. doesn't happen anymore. That's awesome. And you also graduated from Midway High yes. School, is that right? Yes, class of 1980. 1980. Went to work for the city in October of 80, and, you know, as you said, it was commissioned 1981. That is wonderful. If you know what you want to do in life, guys, do as, like, this guy did. Just grab your dream and run with it. Right, Frank? That's right. Awesome. Number four, what is your biggest mistake with the biggest lesson learned? So... Not finishing college before I became a police officer. Mm. I think that education is very important, and you, you can lose out on opportunities without having that degree, and getting it right out of the bat, you know, getting it right out of high school, I think would have benefited me more in my career, and I think it would benefit others. You know, college, again, I think is very important. I've been fortunate because my entire career, my knowledge, experience, skill sets, and you know, the professional leadership training I've had, I've been able to grow in my profession. But I think it would have been a lot easier getting that, that bachelor's degree in the very beginning. That's that's a few of the things that I've uh, heard from many people that hold higher positions like you, that they wish they would have finished college, you know, before oh, they... Yeah. There's a lot of knowledge in college, so thank you for sharing that with us, Frank. You're Number five, what is the biggest dream that you have yet to accomplish again i feel like i'm a little a boring person but you know <laughs> after policing and i've been going into my 40th year my biggest dream that that i want to accomplish and i'm looking forward to accomplishing is actually retiring and being able to travel the world and go to places that i've only dreamed about mm. you know and only seen in the movies or read in a book i mean that's what i plan to do you know when when i'm retired and my little one's grown and and i'm gonna take the wife and i'm gonna travel the world what, where will be the first place that you go to? I'm Scotch-Irish. It's part of my heritage. So Ireland, uh, my grandmother went there when she was older as an, you know, a senior citizen back to uh, her home country you know, from where her family came. And, and I think I want to do that. That's my first trip. I think it's Ireland. That's awesome. I heard they have very good beer there. Well, yeah, and I would probably have to check that out. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Number six, Frank. What has been the hardest day of your life? What helped you overcome it? So that would be June 19th, 1982. I was involved in a shootout with a suspicious person in downtown Waco when I was critically wounded when I was shot twice. And, you know, the, the severity of what happened and being able to survive that that encounter was really based on my faith in God mm -hmm. and prayers, love, and support of my family and the community, which helped me get through it. That's awesome. And it's just a pure, pure determination to want to survive and mm -hmm. knowing that. And it also made me, at an early part of my career, almost solidify the fact that I wanted to become or stay becoming, I wanted to be, stay a police officer. That's awesome. Because, you know, you're, you're battling through that stressor and you know, the chief of police at the time told me, hey, you know, 
you've proven you can do this. You don't have to keep doing this being a cop. And, he's, and I told him no. I said, I want to be a cop. That's awesome. So. I did uh, come across that when I was doing my homework, and I didn't want to get too intrusive. Not everybody's very comfortable sharing those kind of experiences. An experience like that, especially for me, is one to share, especially with the young officers, about survival, fighting to survive. And, uh, you know, it will make you realize that that's a career you want when you know that you can lose your life, you know, protecting the citizens of Waco or whatever community you work for. One thing that I'm particularly excited uh, having you in the podcast is the fact that I'm doing teachers and community organizers and um, with the current events that we have right now, getting the other side of the coin, I feel like a lot of the times it's very important for our community to finally make a opinion, an informed opinion that is not just based in personal thinking, but actual facts that come from people that are educated in, in the field like you. So uh, I was sharing earlier today uh, with, a, with a friend of mine that um, it's always important to get both sides of the story. Yeah. So right now when you said about survival, it just put it in my mind that our community might be frightened to have police encounters but it's not less frightening for you guys to approach a vehicle not knowing whether this person is armed or dangerous or, or things as such. Yeah, and, th and that's so true because, I mean, that's one thing that uh, we have a Citizens Police Academy, and that's one thing that we let citizens come into our department and see how we operate, and they get to see that from their side. It's a controlled environment, but when we are, when we're not under our COVID restrictions, you know, we, we put them through simulated traffic stops, and they get to see that. They get to feel that that anxiety, that uh, looking for those danger signs, because it is, like you said, traffic stops, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. I mean, people don't realize how dangerous a traffic stop can be because you don't know who's driving that car. Mm -hmm. It may be registered to so-and-so, but that doesn't mean they're driving it, and you don't know what kind of person that is. So you're approaching a vehicle, you know, basically on you know using your good officer safety techniques but at the same time you don't know what you're approaching mm -hmm. and many a policeman have been shot approaching a vehicle on traffic mm -hmm. stop mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. same is with uh, other calls that we go on disturbances family disturbances mm -hmm. they can be some of the most violent crimes we go on because you you get called there to help but the family may turn on you mm -hmm. in other words when you when based on the family violence laws of the state of texas we have to make an arrest because of family violence mm -hmm. You know, the other spouse may turn on you when they're the ones that called for help, mm -hmm. you know. And so uh, it's very important that uh, people understand that uh, there are times that is it, we, we live in a very dangerous job day in and day out. And, mm -hmm. you know, we train for it, but there's times you just don't ever know. Yeah. You just don't know what the outcome may be of the call you're going on. Not everything's by, not everything that happens to you is in the learning book. No, it's there's not. You learn on the street. I learn every day, even I, in my job as an administrator. There's things I learn every day that I'm going, wow, you know, or I'm, you know, reviewing reports. I'm going, wow, you know, you, you never thought that would happen out on the streets. I can imagine. I can imagine. All right, so the next section is actually my favorite section out of the podcast. I've gotten some very funny answers out of this. Uh, <laughs> they're, of course, not intrusive uh, questions. Just answer as fast as you can. Okay. Doesn't make you any less Texan, any more Texan. <laughs> Nobody's going to throw you. 
And if you have a different question, a different answer of what I give you, toss it at me. I like curveballs. You ready, Frank? All right, I think so. All right, number seven, Big Red or Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper. Number eight, George Strait or Willie Nelson? George Strait. Nice. Number nine, Shiner Bach or Lone Star? Shiner Bach. Number ten, Astros or Rangers? Ah, you're killing me on this one. I'm going to go Rangers. Rangers. And number 11, Cowboys or Texans? Texans. Texans. Bulls on parade, sir. Why the Texans, Frank? I, you know, I've just... Um, man, I hate to go against Cowboys fans, but, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, I loved the Cowboys. Stallback and, and all that, those guys back in that era, and it's just... The whole game's changed, you know? The mm -hmm. whole personalities of players have changed, and... Man, I just like the players on the on the Texans. Nice, you know? nice. Apparently, JJ Watt yes. is gonna leave the Texans. Yes, I know. <laughs> and, and you know, I, and that's one that I really liked. I mean, I kind of really liked the way he, you know, takes care of his business and you know his his the way he's in the community off the field. Oh yes, you know indeed. he's really uh, really a positive role model. I think for younger people. Indeed. Do you remember? I think I can't remember what year it was, but it was. When Houston went through one of the last worst floodings, I believe he raised close to a million. Yeah, he, or, I don't know what it was, but I know he was, was out there raising money. It was a huge amount yeah. of money. Yeah. And he... He's always know, given back to the community. He is, and that's why he's a successful player. Yeah, It doesn't matter that he's not in a successful team, he's going to be a successful player because exactly. he puts his community first. Exactly. It's He gives back to the people that give him what he has. Exactly. It's pretty cool. Just like you, Frank. Well, thanks. All right, number 12. What led you to decide the career you have today? What was the one thing that made it click for you? Like you said, you've always said you, you, Man, said that you just, were going to be like that since yeah, you were Yeah, I just grew up. But... I just grew up wanting to be a cop, you know? And it's just, you know, being able to serve. You know, a lot of my family, you know, was in the military before they had other careers. And it's about service, service to the community. And, I, you know, I think being a policeman, I'd always dreamed about that. And I felt like that service to the community was important. And I grew up that way. So that's why, you know, I, I took it and I ran with it. Any police officers in your family? Frank? No. You're the first no. one? No. Yeah, my father was a police reserve, you know, in Woodway. But, to, you know, to go make it a career, I'm the first one. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, well, Frank. You. you are literally a family superman. Number 13. This is a fun one. I like to find out about this one. Who's your favorite superhero and what is your favorite quality about this superhero? Well, you just mentioned it, Superman. Superman. So I grew up with Superman, it seemed like, as a kid. Superman comic books, TV show. You know, he's a man of steel. Uh, he saves a lot of people with his special powers. His strength and his power is almost unlimited. And he can't be killed. Mm. You know, bullets bounce off of him, unlike <laughs> me. You know? And, and he can fly. He oh, can fly. Yeah. Who doesn't want to fly? Indeed. You know, who doesn't want to fly? Well, I'm scared of heights. I don't think I would like to fly, no, but... It'd be great. <laughs> you know, his only weakness, and, and I think it may be a good weakness, but it can be used against him, is he always looks to find... Uh, he always looks to give people a second chance. Second chance. So I think that's his only weakness, but maybe it's not. You know, maybe that's the, the good in him. Yeah. So not only is he a superhero, but he's got good in him. Indeed. Indeed. I, I agree with you right there. Superman was actually my father's favorite superhero too, so I kind of grew up reading his little comic books. Which funny, fun fact: his comics book were in were in Spanish, not in English. 
Really? So, yes, because I grew up in Mexico. Well, so of course. So everything was in Spanish. Yeah. She was like, and I get here and everything's in English in the, in the comic books. And I was like, well, that's pretty interesting. That is, because I'll be honest, I've never seen a comic book in Spanish. I might just have to get him that, to pull be, out, yeah. take a photo of it that'd for be you. Because cool. he's got the old school ones. Yeah. The ones that are literally made of uh, newspaper. Yes. Yeah, they're the best. The tiny, yeah, that's what they're I They're the best. All right, number 14. If you could say something to your 18-year-old self, what would it be, Frank? Going back to it, finish college. Get that college degree before you start into the workforce. It's just going to make your life a lot easier. That's awesome. Which it, it brings me to a, uh, another question that's a little bit out of topic. Does, uh, does the city of Waco provide with any resources for any young people to want to, that want to uh, pursue this career? Do they have with any kind of programs or assistance? So, uh, some ways to be involved in the police department so that they understand about it, you know, is like police explorers in high school. Cool. Um, and then, uh, of course, when you're old enough, uh, 18 or so, you can come into the Citizens Police Academy and learn about it. But as far as uh, scholarships or assistance, no, not really. But here's the deal. If a kiddo gets 15 college hours credit, you know, and has a good background, and once is 20 or is going to be 21 before a graduation of a police academy, we hire folks that are like at 20, going to be 21. Okay. And uh, we we're putting them through MCC. The seat we pay for them to become a police officer. Oh. So the only prerequisite for for that is at least 15 hours, minimum of 15 hours college. And, of course, we take folks out of the military, and that substitutes mm -hmm. for those college hours. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Where can our listeners reach out to this uh, source? Is there a phone number? Is well, under the City of Waco website has a whole uh, section for the Waco Police Department. It talks about recruitment. You can look that up there. There is a phone number for any questions. Cool. We're actually starting recruiting right now again for uh, a police academy. Mm -hmm. uh, that'll start in July. We start early because it takes a while to to do the whole process. And then there's also information on there, like we talked about earlier, uh, the Citizens Police Academy, where people just get in, get a real inside look at the department. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's I think it's six Thursdays in a row that you commit to in the evening. Okay. And it gives people the opportunity now. Again, uh, we've got one that they're that they're getting people to sign up for that that uh, is due on January fifteenth. The application process. I don't know when this podcast is going to air, but uh, we're we're always doing those. Right now, they're they're uh, virtual. We're having to do them through Zoom. Okay. Not ideal, but we did one already through Zoom, and and folks that have participated seem to like it. Mm -hmm. But it's so if we can get past COVID, it's so much better in person. Indeed. You know, because you get to do some hands-on stuff with police officers in person. Because we're real people, you know, and that's what everybody's got to remember that policemen, you know, we have families, we have friends, Indeed. you know, and we're just like everybody else. We're not perfect, you know, we never claim to be, and we make mistakes, but Indeed. in this department we hold folks accountable, and, and, you know, if we can train them to fix that mistake, we do that, and if we can't, they got to go. Yeah, you know, but but to, I think that's why our relationship with this community we've built on it for so many years, so hard, you know, and and I'm real proud of that the relationship with our community. That's it's a awesome. great place to police Waco, Texas. That's awesome, Frank. Thank you for taking care of our community. I really can't thank, thank you. you enough. I know I'm not the first one that uh, 
like like everything there's always you know negative comments but i myself have nothing but positive um interactions with the police officers very funny story uh about three and a half years ago i was sitting in my living room in my apartment when i still live in waco and two police officers knocked at my door they said that somebody had given a tip because i was selling drugs so they asked to search my apartment and we, you know one of them stayed with me in the living room yeah. the other one went off and kind of you know he asked me for permission to lick him in there the match was like help yourself whatever you need of me uh, and even that interaction that was supposed to be, I mean, anybody else would have gotten nervous or anything. Of course, I had nothing to hide. Yeah. Uh, when the other police officers came back to the front, he goes, I found nothing but OCD. <laughs> so, you know, even that interaction that should, that I don't want to say should have, should have been uncomfortable, but I feel like anybody with high anxiety or any bad other, any other bad interactions would have been extra nervous was yeah. even blessing for me because... Uh, they didn't make me feel like a criminal. They just spoke to me with why they needed to do. They were do, they were there to do their job, you yeah. know, and they did it in a very pleasant, fast, and appropriate manner. Well, and that's the stories that I like to hear, and I hear a lot. We get a lot of compliments from our citizens. I've gotten people call me saying, hey, I got stopped by one of your officers, and they didn't write me a ticket, and they were so polite and kind, I deserve that ticket. They should have wrote me that ticket. I mean, they're that. I get those. I mean, and it sometimes, it, you know, even shocks me sometimes when I get those comments. Yeah, we should have wrote you the ticket. And they're going, yeah, the guy was so nice. I feel like I ought to speed by him again so he can give me that ticket I deserve. And it's like, no, please, sir, don't do that. Don't please do don't that. speed up. Please don't do that. But, I mean, you know, and, and, and obviously there's going to be times that people feel like they have a negative uh, uh, interaction with the police. And mm-hmm. if they ever do. You know, and they have a complaint. We investigate those, too. Wonderful. You know, every complaint that comes in, you know, is investigated. Where, just to also educate our, our audience, where can you reach out if you have any negative or positive? Again, there is a spot on the City of Waco website under the police department for compliments or complaints. Uh, all complaints uh, against an officer, you know, does require a statement from the person making the complaint mm-hmm. so that we can thoroughly investigated and and we will and then we also want the compliments because our Wonderful, guys are out yeah. there Indeed. you know doing, doing a good job and helping keep our community safe and it's always nice to hear when a citizen has a positive interaction with the police as well because I'm sure that you probably a lot of the things feedback that you get is probably negative this well and it tends to be and then when you and when you look into it you know it's like well you know it's just the um, because of the circumstances the person was in at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they felt like it was a negative. Well, they were already in a negative circumstance, mm-hmm. and then the police got involved, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it just didn't get any better for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and we also find a lot of times, you know, we, we our officers wear body-worn cameras, so a lot of complaints, once you look at that body-worn camera, you're going, what? no, <laughs> you know, you, you, that officer was as polite as they could be. Mm-hmm. You know, especially under that circumstance. Indeed. You know, sometimes you have to be stern with people. Indeed. Being stern with people is not being right. rude. Exactly. You know? So, uh, we like the body cameras. That's awesome. You know what? I'm actually going to go ahead and throw you a, a curveball and jump to another question. All right. I'll go back to there too. Okay. Uh, this is a bit of a harder question and I'm only making it with the intention of educating our community not mm-hmm. to cause any fights or controversy. 
We're living in very hard times, Frank. You're you're aware of this. Oh, yeah. Police brutality, removal uh, removal of historical landmarks, trials that are unjust with the position that you have. What could be a very helpful piece of advice for our listeners that are struggling with police interactions? Well, it goes back to realizing number one that that we are people just like everybody else out there. We just have a job to do that can be very difficult. And the fact that your police department here in Waco is well-trained, well-equipped to accomplish the job, and you don't see here in Waco the issues that have happened across the country. Indeed. We have a respect for our community. We have a relationship that goes from meeting with ministers in the community to meeting with uh, organizations like the NAACP in our community to have that interaction and that open dialogue of communication. Uh, again, we've also have in place uh, all the concerns at the time, eight can't wait. We were already within policy of what the community wanted and I was proud of that because when I first heard about eight can't wait I was like, okay, what is that? I actually, you know, because it was a saying that came out of the, you know, the incidents between, you know, police and, and the public where there were some, uh, you know, actually murders of citizens by the police and uh, so we looked at our policies when I saw what that was and was like you know what we're doing everything you know that that's that the citizens want us to be doing we're doing or have or have uh, policies against certain uh, techniques so I was real I was real happy with that we didn't have to change anything we'd already been doing that's it awesome. because I think we've been a forward-thinking department we look at what happens in other communities uh, and, and take that for training and change with the times and change with the techniques and the equipment needed to safely uh, you know, uh, serve our community so that they are comfortable when they come into contact with the police officer. And we like to do things like I talked about. It's, I keep kind of hitting on this again, but like the citizens of a quick police academy. What a great opportunity for people to see why we do what we do, mm -hmm. why we seem so um, standoffish sometimes on a traffic stop. Indeed. You know, because we don't know you. You know, I don't have a relationship with you like I would my best friend or, you know, somebody from my church that I see every Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be like walking up on somebody and you just don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we're very fortunate, again, that that throughout my career uh, we have shown to the community that we will take enforcement action up to arresting an officer if they break the law. Mm -hmm. And so I think that showing again to our community the accountability and the high standard we hold our officers to, I think that's important. I think it makes our, com our community comfortable with what we do out there. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for making sure that uh, the Wicca Police Department does the best and it's completely a friendly community police department. I Like you said, there's other places where you go and you don't see what you see in other states in, in Texas, in Waco specifically. You don't see it, so you guys are the good guys, so thank you so much for that, friend. Well, thank you. Appreciate you. Number 15, what was your second career of choice? Wow, you know, uh, until this uh, podcast, I've never given this much thought. <laughs> um, but I guess because, man, I always wanted to be in law enforcement. I think maybe 
and I'm just have to go back in my old mind. Maybe the FBI. I mean, I know that's still part of law enforcement, mm-hmm. but it would be on the federal side. I might mm-hmm. have, you know, if I if I'd have stayed in college instead of had the opportunity to go to work for the city, mm-hmm. you know, I probably would have just gone on to the FBI. But, I could see you doing that. Yeah, but I'm just, you know, I'm happy here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so glad because with the federal government, you'd be moving all over the place. You know, they can assign you, you know, anywhere in the United States. And mm-hmm. here I am. I got to grow up and police in the community that I grew up in. And your family didn't have to relocate it. That's right. <laughs> Not like you're in the military. So you got to relocate right. all the time. So I'm pretty happy with that. That's awesome. That's wonderful. All right. Number 17. I skipped one. I got my numbers wrong. What is your favorite memory from the Waco community? Well, you know, I, I go way back in time. My favorite memories really are uh, my probably my junior and senior year in high school. You know, hanging out with friends, uh, cruising Valley Mills Drive, <laughs> um, going to Paparola's Pizza when it was at Valley Mills in Waco. That you know, one of the ori- the original location. If I did remember it move correct. from where it's at right now? That's not the original location. Really, it was where uh, Caldwell. I think it's Caldwell Bankers and the the Triangle Tower is at Valley Mills okay. in Waco. There was a little strip mall. It was kind of two level. And I'm doing okay. this all off old memory. And Papa Rolos was in there. That was the very first place that I know of it being. It was in that building. So technically and, right across the street from Michael's. Yes. Where the old Laker Mall used to be. That Laker, the old Laker Malls were Target Not Laker Mall. Was no, it? it was called, I think. Well, it's it's across the street from Michaels. Right, and so there was there's a little there was a little shopping area left to Michaels. What was that? I heard it was a mall. Left of Michaels. Right where uh, Pep Boys is. No, oh, that's always been there. It's always just yeah, been. Yeah, that's all I remember because because at the corner, uh, the seafood place, the Chinese, I think seafood place, oh, the buffet. Yeah. Yeah, that used to be Cox's department store. Okay. Back in the day. And so that, that's been there a while because uh, Lake Air Malls over there were Target. The, the Target stories. That was Lake okay. Air Mall. So they demolished the whole thing and built up a Target. The, yeah. Yeah. I know somebody that calls it a Target. Target. Because Tar-Jay. it makes it sound fancy. It makes, it, it, makes yeah. it sound fancy. Like Jacques Penet. Do you have to wait in the parking lot for your wife when she goes to Target? Do I have to wait? Yeah. No, man. I go in there and shop too. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's like it's Target. Said I go to the men's sales area. Oh no! Sale, you know? Cannot stand that place. It gives me a headache. Every time we go in there, we spend too much money. They just need to have like a guitar section. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, go hang out in the music session. There's, there's no. I know there's no instruments. There's no instruments. There's there. no instruments. I You're just right. need a, even if a toy guitar works for me, so <laughs> it will be good. All right, we're getting towards the end. Thank you so much again, Frank. We really appreciate you. What has been the most valuable lesson that you have learned being a part of the, a part of the field that you are in? You know that even though, as an officer, I see a lot. I've seen a lot and continue to see a lot of evil in this world, which is sad. You know, we mm-hmm. see we see the worst of people. Mm-hmm. We see the worst situations that no one should have to have to see or encounter. Mm-hmm. And even still, there's so many good-meaning people out there that you interact with, and it's always it's always important to remember the good in people. Mm-hmm. It really is because, like I said. There's so much evil out there. So you're always looking for, to, to me, I'm always looking for the good in people, and I'm always looking for the, you know, somebody doing good. You know, it's always nice to see somebody doing something so simple, something good, like 
you know, buying an elderly man a cup of coffee. Just, you know, citizens just doing kind acts. Indeed. That's that's what's nice to see. Awesome. That's that's pretty awesome. Number nineteen, Frank, what would you say to those struggling to accomplish their life purpose? Work hard and follow your dreams. They need to be willing to work twice as hard as the next person. And they need to develop a, a solid foundation by making good decisions early on in life because bad decisions when you're young can carry on into your life, making it hard for, for people to sometimes want to hire you mm -hmm. in a job that you had a dream of. Mm -hmm. So, you know, young kid, young youngsters, <laughs> teenagers, I should call them, teenagers really need to think about, you know, when they're out with their friends, making good decisions and not just following the crowd. Because it can change their, their life's path. Indeed. So that's my advice to him. That's awesome. You need to listen to his advice, guys. He has made a very, very, very good example in our community and accomplished many of his dreams. So if, if you want to be like Frank, do like Frank did. So, and also stay awesome like Frank does. <laughs> Thank you. So last question to you. Explain the year 2020 in three words, Frank. Crazy unprecedented and exhausting <laughs> I am still exhausted for 2020 yeah and you know I, I believe I mean and I'm hoping I'm being optimistic about 2021 but what are we what's this the 11th day into 2021 yes it is and I'm still exhausted yeah I, you know I just need some rest so yeah. hopefully hopefully it's not as a, an exhausting year as 2020 was I'm still yet to once I still want some someone within our podcast to say toilet paper, ah, bread, and quarantine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so you know when when this all started, it was uh, spring break. Yes, I was on spring break in North Carolina and had started making, starting getting called from the city. Basically, when are you coming back? And we need to have a conference call. And it's like, okay, I'm in the middle of vacation, but I get it, you know. And and so we, we get back to Waco. We, we came back on schedule, but we get back to Waco. And we're going to go pick up a few things at the grocery store, right? Because we've been gone for a week. Right. And it's like, we get to the grocery store, it's like, what happened? Chaos. Why are all the shelves empty? It's, yeah. It's a virus. And I couldn't believe that, that uh, people reacted in that way. And, and we're hoarding toilet paper. I still don't understand. I, I don't why either. Toilet I don't either. <laughs> I get it if it was a stomach virus, you know. But, but it's <laughs> but it you know it was you know I mean COVID serious. Don't you know? Right. Don't, of don't course. Don't get me wrong at all. But but yeah, I mean it was a, a flu, you know. And I realize that you can have some issues with the flu, but yeah, I was shocked. Toilet paper. Shocked. Yeah, that was one thing that yeah. was just very shocking me. Yeah. And I kept trying to educate myself over why toilet paper. There's yeah. just not one thing on the internet that will tell you why toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this risk, this virus only has, I think it's a 6% uh, chance of giving you the runs. Yeah. But the, I mean, it's 6%. Yeah, this when is more upper respiratory It stuff. is. Yeah. So I, I still... I don't know. I don't get it. So anybody but on the in the audience uh, knows why TP, please throw us. Yeah. Throw us I a comment or. Didn't figure that one out yet. Throw us that to the roll of toilet paper too. I don't know. <laughs> you tell us why. All right, Frank. Any closing statements, greetings, dedications to the audience, friends, or family? Well, to my wife, 
who supported me throughout my entire career and has been the mother and a great mother to my three daughters. I couldn't have done it without her in my life. Miss Missy, right? Miss Missy. Miss yes. Missy. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to share this. I have known Frank for a very long time until I found out that you were who you were. I did not find out this even two and a half years ago when we were at the economy and we were with uh, T at TJ's birthday party. Yeah, yeah. I still didn't know Frank. Yeah. That's just how oblivious I am of life. Well, Until I once saw you having an interaction with someone else, I was like, live bulb, like my brain exploded. I was like, wait a second. It's just because I'm a normal guy like everybody you else. You are, and that you just know? brings me just back to- Just got a to, job to do. Yeah, and that just brings me back to sharing with, the, with our listeners that approach these police officers as you want to be approached. They're just doing their job. They're loving, caring. They, they, they have families. They have hobbies. Yeah. They have, they're just normal human beings. Just because they decided to have a different uh, job and, and they have a different passion than you doesn't make them any less human. That's and, right. and if you have any, um, you know, any problems with them, then speak to them the way you would like to be spoken to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. Was that all For your sure. shout outs? Do you That's have it. any more shout outs to anybody today? No. 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 Frank, tell your say, tell me your last name one more time. Ginch. Ginch. It's the accent. It gets on the way. <laughs> I told him it's too fancy. Like I complain about people not being able to pr pronounce my last name, but here I am chopping p people's last names too. It's okay. Thank you so much, Frank. We really, really appreciate you. Well, you're welcome. Thank you, you for having me. Thank you so much for giving us the time. I know you have a busy schedule and you have a lot of responsibilities. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And for sharing everything that you shared with us. It's been such a pleasure to get to know the other side of Frank, not just the serious side. So here you, got, here you go, guys. You got it, Mr. Frank Ginch. Uh, if you have any problems, questions, concerns... Take it to the page on the city of Waco. Do not just be negative. Tell them how awesome they also are. And just do me a favor. If you see a police officer today, buy their lunch, buy their coffee. They do quite a bit for us as well. So, right, Frank? Sounds good. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. You have a wonderful afternoon, day, morning, whatever you're doing it. Get your podcast from wherever you get it. Apple iTunes, Spotify, and make sure you follow Rogue Media Network. 2420 The Podcast, and all of you stay awesome. We'll see you for episode 11. This has been a Rogue Media Network Podcast.